Hey guys, it's Tim from Capes and Scals, and today we're going to talk about another trade. We're talking about Howard the Duck Volume 2. This is also the Max line, the Max mini series, six issue mini. Uh, you may know it as that. Of course, I am Tim at mad underscore dog underscore Tim. You can reach me on Twitter there. I'm on the Instagrams. You want to talk to us and send us an email? You sure can. You send us an email through capesandscalespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we get back to people pretty quick, I think. Usually. Sometimes. We get a lot of mail. All right. Well, let's talk about this book. First and foremost, I love Howard the Duck. I love the old run that Steve Gerber did. It's some of the weirdest, silliest stuff you've seen in comics. But this is part of the Max line, meaning it's going to have a lot of vulgarity, a lot of boobies, a lot of that kind of stuff. So how does that translate? Well, let's find out. Your writer is Steve Gerber again, the original writer coming back. Your artist is Phil Winslade. Uh, you do have one issue where Glenn Fabry and Gary Leach fill in together. Your inking is Winslade, Fabry, and Leach. Uh, maybe just Winslade and Leach. I don't know if exactly to what extent uh, Fabry and Leach divided their work. Your lettering is Comic Craft. Your colorist is Chris Chuckry, and your cover artist is Glenn Fabry. Your basic plot. Howard the Duck is turned into a giant mouse. The evil Dr. Bong is trying to win back his ex, Beverly. Will Howard turn back into a duck? Does Bong have other plans for our heroes? How many unusual critters will Howard change into? Also, boy bands. Your bullet points for this story. Howard and Beverly are down on their luck living in a junkyard. Bev gets hired by a mysterious company that is manufacturing boy bands, literally, in a vat. Dr. Bong throws Howard into said vat, and he changes into critters, most of the time a mouse. Again, Max title, so it features boobies and more crass jokes than a normal Howard the Duck book. And Steve Gerber is the creator of Howard, and he does return for this miniseries. Um, my final thoughts, and I'm very sad to say it, but this book is awful. The writing from Gerber is sad. Jokes about boy bands and homosexuals have aged very poorly. Uh, spoofs of other comics like Witchblade are lazy and very unnecessary. Um, Howard is a fun character, just not here. He's barely wisecracking and he's barely a duck. He's a mouse. Uh, the only character with some growth is Dr. Bong, who remains fairly obscure until being repackaged as a Deadpool villain many years later. Winslade's art is good and gross. Uh, Fabry, not so much. His covers, though, are fantastic. Fabry usually does uh, drawings, and then he, he does painted versions for covers. He did all the Preacher covers, and these are really good covers. But at the same time, his interiors don't look anything like it, and I wasn't a big fan. So to the scores. Uh, <laughs> well, we got to start with my lowest one, unfortunately. Steve Gerber, who I love. Love Steve Gerber, but not here. You get a 2 out of 10. It's awful to even have to say it. This did not hold up well. This was not especially necessary. It wasn't even super creative. Your art is going to get a 6 from Winslade and Fabry and Leech. I think if it stayed Winslade the whole time, I might have gone up a little more. But overall, just between the switch that just is jarring and comes out of nowhere... Wasn't a real big fan of that. Inking is getting a 7. The inking was pretty good. Use of darks and whatnot in this book, which had a lot of shadows and whatnot, especially in like the junkyard scenes, which they keep going back to the junkyard where they're staying. And there's a lot of debris and all kinds of crap everywhere, so good use of inking. Lettering from Comic Craft gets a 7. Nothing 
really awful here. Sometimes some sometimes some genius. It's just hard to notice it in between all the awful, awful writing. <laughs> Your colors, Chris Chuckery. You get a 7.5. You helped make this art look even more gross. And uh, again, lots of like dark colors, browns, blacks. Really, really good when you used a, a brighter color. It, it had a reason. And Glenn Fabry is getting a seven for his covers, not for the rest of his art. The rest of his art I did not care for, but his covers are fine. The cover to the trade is just Howard as a mouse saying, don't ask. It conveys a lot of what's going on here, just not how poorly it's written. And thankfully, that'll be it. Your overall score is a 5.5, and that is only through the strength of the artwork and absolutely nothing else. Uh, it's sad to see uh, this book be so so terrible. And Steve Gerber, who's great, is not great here. And, I mean, is it a product of its time? Is it just, was he told to just write a gross, dumb book and cash in on what was hot topics at the time? I don't know. I don't think it holds up super well. And I think that's the more important goal of a writer and an artist team is to just make something good that you can proud of later i wouldn't be proud of this and uh, it's a shame because howard's a great character well that's it i'm sad <laughs> we're done uh, again if you want to yell at me and tell me how right or wrong i am you can do that on twitter at mad underscore dog underscore tim and uh, i'll tell you why you're wrong and uh it's fun it's a good little back and forth we could have thank you to everybody who's rating and reviewing on itunes it's going to help tapes and scowls out get that rotten tomato status hopefully we get there and uh hey be back next week for another one of these damn things. Later.